got your Bible, Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles, chapter 32. Did we cover all the announcements? Is there something I'm supposed to say? Yeah, oh, Grow Bridge. Tuesday night, I was there last Tuesday and preached. It was just the way it happened. This Tuesday night, they wanted me to come back again. Brother Godwin's going to be there, Brother David Smith. And uh, just going to be a great time in the Lord. If you have it free on your schedule and uh, you'd like to come, they start at 7.30. And uh, just I'm believing God's going to do something for that church. I, I believe in unity and we need to stick together. If there's ever a time that there are churches that need to stick together, it's now. We're not in a war. I've said this before. Sometimes we can be the most disunified United Pentecostal church I've ever seen. We are the United Pentecostal Church. And there's nothing better to show that when we join together with other churches and assemblies and, and we worship together. So if you're free uh, Tuesday night, come. It'll be a great time in the Lord. And then here's all this spiritual stuff. And then I get something sprung on me. Not too bad, but a couple days back. And I'm going to be a grandpa. Second Chronicles chapter 32 and verse 1. All of them here, we're glad you're here. I see so many familiar faces and friends. We're glad you're here in the house of the Lord tonight. After these things, verse 1, Second Chronicles 32. After these things, the establishment and the establishment thereof. Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came, entered into Judah. And he camped against the fence, the cities, and thought to win them for himself. And when Hezekiah saw that Sennacherib was come, that he purposed to fight against Jerusalem, Hezekiah took counsel with his princes and mighty men to stop the waters and fountains which were without the city, and they did help him. So there was, a, there was gathered much people together who stopped all the fountains, brook, ran through the midst of the land, saying, Why should the king of Assyria come and find much water? He also strengthened himself and built up the wall that was broken and raised it to the towers and another wall without and repaired Milo in the city of David and made darts and shields in abundance. He said, Captains of war over the people. He got an army together. street and the gate of the city and spake comfortable to them saying be strong and courageous be not afraid nor dismayed for the king of Assyria nor for the multitude that is with him for there be more with us than with him with him is an arm of flesh but with us is the, is the Lord our God to help us to fight our battles and the people rested themselves upon the words Hezekiah, king of Judah. Verse 20, And for this cause Hezekiah the king and the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, prayed, cried to heaven, and the 
Lord sent an angel with cut off all the mighty men of valor, the leaders and captains of the camp, the king of Assyria. So he returned with shame of face to his own land. And when he was come down into the house of his God that came forth of his own bowels, slew him there with the sword. Verse 8, and the people rested themselves on the words of Hezekiah. These verses I've read, it is packed with words that could challenge us in any direction. But tonight, I feel a clear direction from the Lord to preach on this thought. Resting in the words of the Lord. Resting in the words of the Lord. If you would, lift your hands one more time and just thank God for his presence that's here right now. Jesus, I thank you your presence that's here and your abiding presence that has filled this place. And it's only here because your people have prayed and cried out to you. And now you are answering by manifesting your presence. I'm asking you to do it again through your word. That God we could leave in power strengthened by the power of the Holy Ghost. I pray in Jesus name. King Hezekiah much has been written about him got 2 Chronicles 29, 30, 31, 32 gives us an account. Isaiah picks up, and I don't know, Isaiah 50 something, two or three chapters there from the prophet Isaiah's perspective of what took place. 2 Kings chapter 17, 18, 19, 20 give us another account of King Hezekiah. Much is to be said about this particular specific king in his attempt to bring back what was lost. To understand fully what he was battling against and then what he did, you've got to go a little further back. I like first or Second Kings' account because it gives me his daddy's actions. He begins to tell me of how the previous generation did it in Israel and what it cost them. It was Ahaz that the Assyrians had come then and came against the children of Israel and Judah. And Ahaz, because his uh, inability to rest in the words of the eternal king, God had already decreed to the children of Israel in 2 Chronicles chapter 6 and verse 7. You can find it real quick. You can throw it up there. But basically saying God declared to his people that my name is going to be in Jerusalem. That where I put my name, there's going to be great power. It was in the heart of David to build a house for him in the name, verse 6, not 7. It says my name will be in Jerusalem. And wherever, wherever God says his name will be, the enemy makes it a target. You and I can look at it here today and we are people of the name. And God understands the power that comes with that name. But just as much as I've got the power of the name, I've got another element that's looking against that. And the enemy is trying to tear that down and destroy what God has said. This is where I will establish a foundation, a pattern for which many can follow. And that's what he told them in Second Chronicles. He told them again in Deuteronomy. That's where my name is going to be. I, I want to establish something that every generation that comes after me will follow suit by this one thing. My name is going to be in Jerusalem. But Hezekiah and the men preceding him 
their abstinence, their inability to believe God and hang on to what God said was their downfall. And so it is for many of us even here today. We know what God has told us. I've got a word from God. I've got a promise from God. If you don't have a prophetic promise, you've got a book with thousands of pages that give you and I promises day in and day out. And the battle that I have is no different than the previous kings before them. Their struggle is to hang on until the fruition and fulfillment of what God has. Ahaz couldn't stand in it. And he saw what was outside the four walls. Assyrian ways of worship, Assyrian ways of trying to accommodate people. And he said, because of this, I'm going to remove the altar that was in place and make an altar of the Assyrians in the house of God. See, these are little things that Hezekiah is now having to come back and repair because of a previous generation's lack of understanding and inability to hang on to what God's word has said. See, this is the difference for this generation. The end of the world has come upon us. Whether God comes tomorrow, it's another 30 years. We're living in an hour that the chart and the, the course that we're taking has never been walked before. But the word of God God has not changed. If God was there in the beginning, He'll be God in the middle and He'll be God in the end. The only thing sometimes you've got to tie to is His Word. Because man's fickle and man changes. Man is up one day and down another. And I hate to say it, but the church is up one time and it's down another. It's flesh, it's humanity. Anytime there's humanity in flesh, it's subject to the winds of the hour and the age. But there's one thing that is never subject to the winds of the hour. The word of God is immutable. And if he said, by my stripes you're healed 2,000 years ago, then by his stripes you can be healed today. Rest in the words of the king. such a a mandate to give you the backdrop for you to understand how the people could rest in the words of that king Hezekiah because Ahaz his forefather moved everything up changed what God said this is order in my house and because he changed it up God says I tell you what I'm going to do now I'm going to allow something else to come to kind of get you to a place where you realize you may change and everything around you may change, but I never change. He allowed the Assyrians to come to him. And when the Assyrians came, this is the second Kings chapter 17, they begin to lay a siege against the children of Israel and Ahaz. And he began to give them the gold and the silver from the temple of God. And here's what God said. I'm going to let lions come to him too, the children of Israel. Because I'm going to let things come to begin to devour them. That they can begin to go back and remember that it's my word that's going to sustain them. They're leaning too much on the arm of flesh. They're leaning too. It's where we are in the church. It's where we are many times as an organization. It's where we are in the world. We lean to this antic or that. You want me to tell you what to get a move of God? You preach the word of God. You read the word of God. And if you and I receive that word of God, you and I will become everything that God. There'll be more rest than you and I. I know what to do with when the word
word of God satisfies the soul of humanity. He said, I'm going to let lions come and watch what they did. They got a priest. They moved man, a man in. Ahaz. They moved the priest in to come to teach them how to go back in order. But they kept their idols and never changed. When they were facing situations, Brother Darrell, that they wanted the, the crisis and the calamity to leave. They wanted Assyria to get away. That was making their life uncomfortable. But they didn't want to change and bring order in their family and home. We're living in the same hour right now. This is what Hezekiah was facing. But Hezekiah knew, if I keep the directive of the Lord, if I keep the will of God, if I do what's right in the word of God, I'm able to bring order back where there's chaos. God is about to look. God is about to manifest himself for families that we think God has given up on. But if there's a move of God that's moving right now in the crack house. God's moving in, the, in houses of drug addicts where they think it's hopeless and there ain't a chance. The presence of God's moving in the midst of them now. Why? Because there's a people in Indian Village that is made up in their mind. There's a people in Louisiana that's made up in their mind. Holy Ghost filled redeemed people that says with the word of God I'm able to find rest lions came the Syrians came and they tried to find somebody to come in and teach them but yet they didn't want to change it how many times have we gone to the pulpit services all over wherever you and I go places we go you can sense it I'm never going to change. So God lets lions come and God lets all these things come when really all God intended from the very beginning was just trust His Word. You can find more rest in the Word of God for things that you and I are battling and struggling with if we just allow God's Word. So Hezekiah picks up now on the heels of Ahaz. Disruption, chaos. But the Bible says, Hezekiah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Hezekiah came to, came to the forefront and Brother Wade, he began to establish the things in the word of God that had been absent from the previous. He began to establish that there had to be a Passover separation. He began to establish praise had to be a part of the house of God. He began to establish that worship was a key part in the house of God. Course of him establishing the things that needed to be, and in the course of him bringing order back to the house of God in the absence of what Ahaz and the other kings had done. One scripture says it like this Once he began to put everything back in order, Brother Darrell, there was joy to the people that they had never seen since Solomon. That blew my mind, Brother, Brother Darrell, the fact that, that they hadn't had joy. Since Solomon, 15 and 16 kings down in generations and there had been no joy. You wonder, I've asked myself this time many, many times, where's the joy that we used to have in living for God? Come on somebody. Where's the joy that we used to have that I was excited when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Where is that joy again? I'll tell you where it's at. God's looking for a Hezekiah that in this end time, 
this closing hour, you and I will bring families back into order and reestablish praise, reestablish worship, reestablish the Passover, reestablish separation, and watch the glory of God fill. manifestation of it. You may tell you what? You and I need to just take a selah. We need to just rest in the words of the king because if God said they're coming, they're coming. If God said perfect peace to them whose mind it stayed on thee, why are you worried about losing your mind? The word of God says I promise you peace in your mind. Rest in the words of the king. A serious knocking on Judah. You know what they're saying? Their battle against them was, it was over the name. They had told them in Kings, and they told them again in Chronicles. They said, I tell you what, why are you so worried and protective over Jerusalem? Go read the dialogue and the, and, and the conversation between them. He's saying, why, why, Sennacherib, Rob Shaka, why are you so worried about Jerusalem why does it matter and we're living in an hour now where the Assyrians has come against the church and saying it don't matter the name of Jesus don't matter and here we are looking at empty pews on a Sunday night and backsliding sons and daughters and family members and community and, the, and you and I are looking at it and go well it just don't matter you need to remind yourself of what Hezekiah stood and said rest yourself in the words of a king because our king's eternal I'm not resting in Hezekiah I'm not resting in Roy Markintel I'm not resting in you or you I'm resting in the words of an eternal king that said he'd never leave me nor forsake me but will be with me until the end his strength will be made perfect but the battle uh, is the Assyrians are encamped around us and they've done taking Israel they've done taking people from us I just knew Israel was staying see here's what you and I don't understand Hear me, please, for a minute. Stay with me. Here's what we forget. You remember what made Israel? Ten tribes. Where was their place of worship? Dan and Beersheba. Who created it? Jeroboam. He was against the things of God for political agendas. To accommodate the people, he made two places of worship. He made worship easy. And the Assyrians now have come and take Israel. Here's what we don't understand. They never got their altars in the proper place. God is 
not a failure. God did not fail in his keeping power. They never got the altar where it was supposed to be. And they never stayed on the altar. I'm speaking tonight in defense of God. The enemies put something on us saying, well, God don't heal. Well, God saves them, but God can't keep them. The devil is a liar. God saves them and God can keep them if they're willing to stay on the altar. Israel got captive, taken away because there was no altar in place properly. Isn't it funny how the Assyrians and even Israel had something in common? Improper altars. Improper conduct in how to worship God. The only way you and I can be taken captive by the enemy is we refuse to worship at where and how God tells us to worship. Ooh, somebody hear me in the Holy Ghost tonight. I'm not turning this heavy. I'm trying to keep this faith and high for you. But you need to hear me in the Holy Ghost. People are taken captive. Minds are taken captive. Families are taken captive. And it all goes back to an altar that was negated and neglected. But if you and I keep the altar fresh and I keep the altar real, that's what we did tonight in a prayer room. People started showing up at 515. You know what happened? We visited an altar. And when we came into the house of God tonight, the presence of God began to move. And began to minister and moving on kids. But the Assyrians now took them. And now they're coming. They're coming for Judah. And here's where we are in this end time. That was about 700, 715 BC. That dispensation is coming to a close. And we're at the same closing now of the dispensation. We're at the same hour that the dispensations and the curtain is starting to come down and the coming of the Lord is nigh at hand. And you and I are looking and saying, well, where are all the people? I'll tell you where they are. They're out in a field. And if you and I refuse to sit idly by and rest in the words of a king, that if you and I will go get them in the spirit, if we'll bow a knee and humble before God and say, you know what, God, I haven't always done it right. I haven't always done it perfect. I haven't been the perfect preacher. I haven't been the perfect pastor. I haven't been the perfect evangelist. But I humble myself before you now that we can reach a harvest that man cannot reach. Only the Spirit of God. That's where you find rest. We try to find rest in every other means. We take purple gummies to make us sleep. Come on, I wish I had three amens right now. We take melatonin because we can't rest. Come on, preach back to me. Amen. Yes, sir, you're right. Say something. If not, I'm going to dig deep. We take all this stuff and then. Why? Because we're looking for rest and we can't turn our brain off. I say none of that's wrong. Look, I got a bottle of them purple little gummies. They just good. I don't need no trouble sleeping. Ask her. <laughs> I just eat them because they like candy. I saw I wake up on Mondays and Tuesdays. I'm kind of half cocked. It takes me about three days to kind of come out of the melatonin slumber. We need rest in our minds, Brother Mark and Tell. Because here's where we are. The Assyrians 
have surrounded me. Find 2 Chronicles chapter 32, verse 1. Just get it ready. So here's Hezekiah. He's put everything in order. He's brought things back to the house of God. He's brought praise back. He's brought worship back. He's brought pass, Passover back. He's brought the joy of living for God back. That should have got three shouts right there. He brought the joy of living for God again back to the people. See it? This was a revival. Matter of fact, so much to the point they even said this, Brother, Brother Darrell, the people as they came together, there was such a joy amongst the people. It wasn't just since Solomon, but they began to work together and they began to get along together. That's the revival Hezekiah brought. And then, after these things, what things? The establishment thereof. Come on, let me tell somebody here something right now. After all the days you prayed, after all the days you fasted, after all the days you've been faithful, after all the days you've hung in there when everything said just give up and throw in the towel, after you've established all of those things, what happened? And it's where we are. It's where the church is right now, 2020, May the 16th, whatever day we're on. The enemy has besieged the last remnant. The last faithful few. I'm not saying there ain't nobody out there living for God. There's many of churches that still are believing and practicing truth. But I'm telling you, even them... We have been besieged by Assyria and they're coming with their bow saying, I took Israel and I'm going to take you too. But here's one thing they don't realize. We got our altar in place. We got everything ready that when he comes, I'm saying, come on baby, I'm ready for whatever you got. The name of Jesus is greater. The name of Jesus is more powerful. It's greater to cover my family and save to the uttermost. putting things in order in your family, your home. You let a family start praying together. You let young people start doing what you're doing. You think the enemy's just going to lay down and say, oh, that's just little Blake. That's, that's just, that's just, can't they just kids? Just kids. No, no. That's not what he, he ain't going to lay down and take it easy. He's going to constantly remind you and I. I took Israel. I'm going to take you too. Come on somebody. I need some of you old saints to get with me right now. He took 60 of your young people 20 years ago. And he's saying I'm going to take the little bit you got. We got a Bible study going with, with, with a young girl. We got another one about to start with, with Mallory and her friend. We got Bible study on Monday night. We got Bible study starting all over. What's God trying to tell you and I? I'm ready to be with you like there's a manifestation of God's glory why we're in the end time and God's willing to give you every resource of heaven to make what we need done rest in the words of the king I took them all I'm going to take them again we got Cody Cody ain't even here. He's off. He's off rehabbing. Whatever. Where's he at tonight? See, I took another one. 
Look across this congregation. They ain't always going to be here. Take him, take him, take them, take them, take them. Come on, somebody. You see in the hole? We got a hole in some pews. When God... Well, and you know what the enemy's trying to tell us? Go ahead. Just keep pressing this thing. Keep pushing this thing. I'm going to end up doing like I did to Israel. See, but this is what he don't understand. When he came against Judah, Rehoboam had one altar, and it was in Jerusalem. See, Rehoboam did exactly what God said to do. My name will be in Jerusalem. And wherever my name is, there I'm going to draw all. Where I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto myself. Where Christ is named, the name of Jesus is exalted in our praise, in our worship. You hear me? We're going to see a drove of people that's going to come. Why? Because he found them a people. That's why it matters. And we fight all this. Just let it go. I said it today. You know how we can fill this, this building up? Just let standards go. That's all it takes for me to do. Just let it all go. It don't matter if she cuts her hair. It don't matter if you dress well, however. Just let it go. I wish I'd have got about 10 more amens right there. Just let it go. And we fill the building up. I'm not interested in a crowd that don't want to go nowhere. I'm interested in a crowd that wants to go somewhere. I'm interested in a group of people that says, hey, God, you gave me a word. Give me a people that will want that word and know how to rest in the word. And let's take hell by storm and take back everything the enemy stole. If you kept your altar, if you kept everything in place, you need to rest in the words of the king. Everything's going to be all right. something God is trying to remind us tonight in the Holy Ghost. This is for church all over North America to hear what God's trying. Well, y'all the smallest number. I, I get all our numbers overseas. I, I know we got big numbers. But right now, where's the numbers? I hear more pastors and more evangelists. Just, just, just recently, had 600 people there. They lost 100 families to COVID. Another one. 300, down to about 100 something. You think the enemy is not threatening with fear? And now you got Jerusalem? You know one of the greatest blessings? Go read it in the Word of God. Here's something we can rest in. It says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And if you do so, you get a blessing. You and I right now need to be interceding for Jerusalem. God, in the name of Jesus, bless Jerusalem. God, I pray the peace of God on Jerusalem. Because there's a blessing that comes back to me. This is what separates the men from the boys. Because much of us, I don't want no more fight. How many times have I told you, Dad, I'm so tired of the fight. See, people don't understand. A, 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 a typical, I'm going to say this real kind. Brother Bush, maybe you help me on this. I, 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 mean, I, I hope you know my heart. 
preacher that don't push in the spirit and strive for the things that God has in the spirit for the people of God. In my opinion, you ain't worth your salt. God didn't call me to sit idly by, just kick back and just taking a good old check and just enjoy myself. I don't need a check. I get money from other places, all over the place. Here's what God's trying to show you and I. I have put you in this place for a specific moment. You, you. What's the odds of you coming all the way from Winsboro, Winsfair, Win, Win, wherever, and now you're here? Why? You're still here. What brought you here? God's saying, I'm bringing all this together because I've got a people that's worth their salt. They're hungry for something more. They're desperate for something more. They want something more. And when I get tired and I get weary, like I told you, I get tired. I get tired of pushing and no response. I'm not here, you're responding. I've told you, I've been in churches, I preach, like right now, quiet as a rat. That's why I keep telling you If you want to help me I need you to say yes Spontaneously I don't need it to make me feel good It does something when the anointings combine You're anointed I'm anointed And when we anoint Anointings come together Like you're doing right there sister cat You ain't got a whole lot of lung maybe But I'm watching your lips and you're saying Yes Jesus Yes Jesus And every time you say that Something in me comes out A hunger A greater understanding A greater revelation If you want you If you want to see the glory of God You and I together Have got to join In anointings Benefit Is you echoing back You don't wander in the wilderness When you're silent you're silent, you're killing your preacher. I'm going to say it one more time. You're killing your preacher when you're silent. Because in here, I'm charged and pressing with everything I've got. God, I want to see their sons and daughters. I want to see their backslidden son. I, I, I'm coming against that doubt and unbelief right now. That's saying, oh, I've been hearing that. I bind the spirit of doubt. I bind the spirit of unbelief. I bind the spirit of lethargy. God, reveal it for what it is. Enough is enough. I spoke with a man of God today, Elder. Same caliber as you. He said, people just don't want it like this anymore. He said, and me and you are giving everything we've got. Where are we at? We need a rest in the words of a king that says, hey, revival's here. Revival's in the state of Louisiana. Revival's in North America. Revival's on I-10 from, from California, Los Angeles, all the way to Jacksonville, Florida. I claim it by the authority of the name of Jesus. And God is putting us together in anointings and in favor and in worship. Oh, altars that have been in place. The Assyrians are knocking on your door and my door. But I know a people that's going to rally together in this hour and say it's time to rest in the words of the king. God is for us and we're not going under what made it different is they established you 
me tell you what to keep our young people? We got to establish. We got to say, in the end time, elder, it's going to be over the name of Jesus. I've said this over and over, and I'm going to preach it till I'm blue in the face. It ain't going to be Holy Ghost as the differentiating factor. Everybody got the Holy Ghost. Here's why. You can repent and get the Holy Ghost and still not have a cutting away of the old flesh. So you basically got a Holy Ghost filled Philistine. You birth somebody that knows how to move in the spirit, but is carnal as a busy boat. I ain't got no idea what a messy bug is. <laughs> Let me use a two by four. I know what that is. And it's where we are in this hour. It's Philistines that are filled with the Holy Ghost. They live in both worlds. They're double-minded. They live in the world of the Spirit. They come to church in all emotionalism and flop around like a jellyfish. And then the next day they're snorting coke or they're drinking up. Or they're acting carnal. The end time hour is going to be people over the name. And that's where this was coming against. I ain't got time to go find the scripture. He was coming after them because God said the name is in Jerusalem. And the Assyrians are coming after the one God, apostolic Pentecostals. But if you keep your altar, if you keep everything right with God, you can rest in the words of the king. Established. King of Assyria entered into Judah, camping in Safin cities. And he said, I'm going to win them. Next voice, next verse. Hezekiah saw the soccer was come. And that he was purposed. Watch this. The enemy's got a purpose against you and I. But we don't know our purpose in God. I'm just another saint sits on a pew. I'm just another preacher that fills a pulpit. But if God ever gives you a revelation of who you are and who I am in that pulpit... You wonder why sometimes my veins pop out and I'm slinging spit and sweat everywhere. Here's why. I done got my revelation. I know who I am. I know where I'm going. I know where my altar is. When I have a bad day and I mess up and I do something I shouldn't do, I run back to the altar. I'm not going to give the Assyrians one chance. I'm not going to give them one inch. I'm not going to give them one mile. I'm going to make sure that altar's a raging inferno and all the Assyrians can see. I started this with God and I'm not about to back up now. But I'm going to give him everything. Sirius is talking to some of y'all. Telling you you need to just quit. Quit pushing in the spirit. Y'all quit singing them songs. Quit, quit singing so hard. Quit giving it all you got. He's telling some of you, quit praising, it don't work. Quit worshiping, it don't work. Quit separating. It don't work. It don't really matter. The enemy's got a purpose. It's time for us to realize our purpose. Next verse. I'm going to go quick. He took counsel with the princes, mighty minister. Okay, here's what happened. Skip down. Verse 3, verse 4, verse 5. Here's what he did. Hezekiah, he established everything. But now watch. I love this part. Even though he did everything in establishment, I did everything right. There was still something you missed. You got the much Peter stopped the fountain. The Brooklyn, what should the kings of silver find? He goes, that ain't it. He just stopped the water. That ain't no big deal. Go to the next verse. And he, what? And built what? If he had to build it, that means it had crumbled. Do 
So it doesn't matter. We can look at this and say, I've established Passover. I've established worship. I praise. I pray. There's always still room for more growth in God. And the Assyrians are coming to us like he did to him. And it's coming from 1 in 10 because we're at the end. And God's wanting us. That's why I said it the other day about our young people. We were, I said it Wednesday night. We're running like God's, and we're running like God's running and afraid to answer questions. God ain't afraid to answer a question about holiness. God ain't afraid to answer a question about praise and worship and our conduct one to another. God ain't afraid to answer the importance of baptism in Jesus' name. God's not afraid. I'm not afraid. You don't need to be afraid. Rest in the truth we got. I'm not saying let's become apathetic and say, okay, God, we got truth. Now you got to do everything. No, I'm going to preach Wednesday night. Faith without works is dead. There's something I got to do. But in the meanwhile, while I'm waiting on God and I keep doing everything I need to do, I'm going to maintain an altar. I'm going to maintain what I have in God and rest. He started building the walls, raised up the towers and other walls without repaired Milo in the city of David. He started making weapons. I'm thinking, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm trying to close, but here, what in the name of God have you been doing then? Come on, somebody. You're going to start making darts and shields in abundance? Why weren't you making it in abundance before Assyria got there? And now we're getting bombarded by Assyria in the spirit. Don't you go no further. Don't you go. And now we're over here and we're working ourselves to death. Really, Brother Darrell, if I'd have just been doing what I should have been doing. I'll leave that alone. Next verse. He said, Captain, go to war with the people and gather them together. Here's what he did, Brother Roger. He built an army. Brother Joe, he built an army. An army that says, I'm going to take this at whatever it costs. Brother Butch, an army that says, I'm willing to give my life for the life of somebody else. He's paid. Here it is. He came to the street. He said, be strong and courageous. (laughs) Don't be afraid. Spirit of fear has swept through our churches like a disease. I'm not saying we don't need to abide by rules and be careful and don't kiss each other. I get all that. Thank God we ain't holy kissing. I'm saying be safe. But in the same sense, don't let fear deter. You know why that comes? Because altars were separated in the spirit. When that whole thing hit and that fear came, I was worried about them. I was worried about people in this church, the elders. And you know what happened, Brother Larry? I went to an altar. And something at that altar changed my thinking. That I wasn't going to be a slave to fear. I said it before and I'm going to say it again. If it took me, it took me. I love you. You got them. Take care of them. But I'm rolling out. I'm not afraid. I'm not a masochist. I don't care. I have no devalued of life. That's not what I'm saying. I will not be confined by the prison of fear. 
because I've learned if I can keep my altar in place, I can just rest in the words of the king. Musicians come. Keep that up there. Be strong and courageous. Be not afraid. Not dismayed. The king of us here for all the multitude that is with you. For there be more than with us with him. I'm thinking, you kidding me, right? They ain't got more. But you know what Hezekiah was singing? I've kept this thing. I've held to the name. Jesus hadn't been revealed. Okay, let me clarify that. But let me put it in our terms. I've kept to the name of Jesus. I've kept faithful to the end. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou been faithful over a few, but I'm going to come on in and I'm going to make you ruler over many. He said there's more. Next verse. And with him's an arm of the flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us. What did I say this morning? You got a need. All you got to do is open your mouth and say, help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. God, don't read sign language tonight. I need to say, God, help me right now. Help me. Open your mouth. God, help me. That's how you find rest in the words of a king. You're here to fight my battles. And the people. There's something about it. I, I can't explain it, Brother Bushnell. All I can do is put it in my, my terms. I could get around Brother Ewan. And if I could just get with him where my world is chaotic. I didn't have to go to him for, it wasn't a problem or counsel, nothing like that. If I could just, hey, brother, you and let's go eat lunch. Or I, he was just at the church and I just was sitting there just listening to him talk. My world could come. Okay, you with me? This is what just happened. The people looked to that man that had a hold of something in the spirit. And when they bought into what he said, Rest came to them. Don't ever devalue or let the enemy tell you and I, I don't need a man of God or I don't need the fivefold ministry or I don't need the people in the church. We need every individual, brother to brother, sister to sister. I need my brothers in other churches and you and I need a man of God in our life that can stand in the midst of an Assyrian onslaught and say, be courageous. Stand with everything that you have because God's going to fight for us. Next verse. Go to 20. Sennacherib comes. He lays siege. You know what the Sennacherib started doing? Here's his tactic. Now hear me in the Holy Ghost. You know what Sennacherib started doing? Brother Sherman, Sennacherib started telling the people, don't believe the words of Hezekiah. So if you ain't already heard it yet, it's coming. Don't listen to what Benoit's saying. He's been preaching backsliders. Ain't nobody come. That's a thought has already come to some of you. That's how you know the Assyrians have surrounded your home and your family. And, and the, it's too late. It's too late. If God said it, you and I ought to stand our feet and declare, I'm going to rest in the words of the king. And so Nakarib tried to discourage him. Tell him, don't listen to Hezekiah. He's crazy. Go to 20. And for this cause, here it is. Hezekiah started rebuilding and getting everything ready because this dispensation is changing, remember? And here's what happens. Him and the prophet, the prophet, joined together and they begin to pray. And the next verse says, and the Lord sent an angel to take care of business. Folks, we're in an hour. You may never have seen an angel. That's all right. That don't mean you're not spiritual. 
That's just something that ain't happened for you. But I've done seen them, Brother Bruce now. I've seen them move. I've seen them operate. And when that angel shows up to do business, I don't care what addiction, I don't care what stronghold, I don't care how far their brain is out there in left field and how bitter they are against the church. When that angel shows up, Sister Helen, don't be surprised what God does all for one reason. He said, my name is right there. God does a whole lot for his name and you and I are now carriers of that name so he's going to do a whole lot for you and I. What do you say tonight? We might not be shouting, hanging for chandeliers, but you know what? You know what I feel tonight in the Holy Ghost? I feel some of you just need to rest in God and let the Holy Ghost confirm to you, I got this. I got this. Step out of that pew where you are. Come together as a family tonight. And when you get to this front, I want you to hold your hands up. And there's going to be a refreshing of the Spirit that's going to move through this sanctuary. It's going to start from this side, and it's going to begin to move through here. It's going to go through here, and it's going to come back here, and it's going to go back here, and it's going to come, and it's going to end over here on this side. It's going to move like a wind through the people of God. I want you right now to lift your voice right now and begin to worship Him. They're going to lead us in a song, but it's got to come from your mouth.